Hi, I'm Holiday Kirk, and thank you for listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. If you want to help further expand the New Metal Agenda, check us out on patreon.com slash newmetal underscore agenda. Membership perks include ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive podcasts, the ability to submit questions for guests ahead of time, free merch, and more. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Good evening from Los Angeles. Ladies, gentlemen, people don't give a fuck. I am Holiday Kirk. You're listening to the New Metal Agenda. We've got two esteemed guests and one grandfather tonight. Let's introduce Bran. Hey, everybody. Joining us for the first time, the first and last time, is Jay. Jay? Hey, how's it going? I'm putting the ominous part on the end there so that when you show up for a second time, it's like a big event. Like, oh, man. Yeah, clearly. And then big celebrity guest, friend of Tony Hawk himself, John Cullen, everybody. That's true. That is true. Uh, And as you've probably learned now, Kirk, having done this podcast for a little while, uh, anyone who does your podcast is automatically your close personal friend. Ipso facto, Tony Hawk is my close personal friend. You're exactly right. And um, you're also... Is it you know, he follows me on Twitter too. So what? Fuck you, Tony Hawk does. Yeah, follows you. Oh really? Yeah, we go way back. You're so full <laughs> of shit. Fired. This is the fastest you've ever been fired off an episode. Um, is it safe to say, John? Like, can you just as com- com- comfortably assert you're the best Tony Hawk's pro skater player in the room tonight? Yeah. I well, I don't know Jay. Uh, so maybe Jay is a very good Tony Hawk player, but. Uh, it depends. I'm not. Uh, I'm a very good speed runner. I'm a wow. That's god, what the fuck. Oh my god. What? How did Tony Photoshop that? What the fuck? Why does Tony Hawk follow grandfather? This is real. So real recognize real. I mean, why didn't you DM him for this? You idiot. You fucking bag fumbler. You could have fucking DM'd him for this. No, you couldn't. You could not manage that. Unbelievable. Well, this has been Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, so, John, what are you better at, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or curling? Ooh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I think. Curling, I'm probably only in the top, like, 100 curlers in the world. No, more, less, like, top 200 curlers in the world. Tony Hawk, I might be in the top, like, 50. I don't what know. What the fuck? Okay, which one are we talking here? Uh, which iteration so- of Tony Hawk? Let me clarify. Oh, I mean, all of them. Uh, I, I grew I grew up playing Tony Hawk uh, a lot. And then it was in the weird, you know, the weird old guy era where there wasn't really a great way to tell that you were good other than, you know, I just played it all the time and I was better than most of my friends. And I would always think to myself, like, you know what? Maybe I'm one of the best Tony Hawk players in the world. But I mean, I was just kind of like, you know, I was in my bag on that one. And then Tony Hawk hey. 1 plus 2 came out for PS5 or well, PS4 and PS5. And there was a, uh, a global leaderboard for speed running. Um, and uh, it turns out I am actually one of the best Tony Hawk players in the world. So yeah, I have a, I have multiple top 10 times uh, for speed running for Tony Hawk one plus two. Now, am I in any way, like I am, I would say I'm a level below the elite speed runners, like people who are trying to basically break the game in terms of like frame by frame. They're so good at speed running. Like I am not as good as them. I'm sort of in the tier below them, uh, yeah, but you've I, had yeah. sex. So I, I, I have, and I, I and still, you can, I still never, do. you can never go back now as youngins. Let me all ask you, let me ask you guys all this. What console did you have this game on? Youngins. <laughs> when you were, when 1. you were tiny people, which console version of this game did you have? You have the PlayStation 1? I was 18 when the first one came out, I think. So yeah, PS1. I had the demo that came with it was it came free with a pizza, Pizza Hut. 
Damn. That's a great tie-in. That's awesome. Yeah. John, what'd you, John, what did you have? Uh, N64. I was always a, a Nintendo apologist. So uh, it's going to be funny to talk about the soundtrack. I know. I was just thinking that, like, you had a very yeah. different type yeah, of soundtrack. N- totally. The N64, I believe. So the N64 version of Tony Hawk 2, I believe, only had, I want to say, six songs on it, I think. And it would only play, it was almost like someone auditioning for American Idol. It would only play the first like verse seconds. chorus. And then, yeah, it was usually probably about a minute of each song. So yeah, Gorilla Radio, you'd get the like intro, the first verse, and then the first chorus, and then it would go back to the intro again. And uh, and then, yeah, there were a bunch of songs that were on the soundtrack for PS1 that were just not on the N64 version. I think, yeah, I think it was only six songs but i do think it was most of the new metal songs like the power man 5000 song was definitely on it the rage song was definitely on it um but yeah so that very different musical experience i would say for sure oh i haven't even okay jay oh, oh wait jay which which version so didn't actually own it as a kid uh but the played Friends it all House. the time on on dreamcast Who's so nice. not oh, yeah man. little bit different i mean same as like ps1 when it comes to actually playing the game and the soundtrack and everything like that but yeah it was dreamcast i had this on the pc and i i actually had to start jotting notes down because of how many like how important this game was to me and what a big fucking deal it was in my friend group i wanted it so desperately that my mom bless her heart she bought me a ripoff department store version of it that was so broken you could hold down the ollie button and rack up a thousand points a second because it would never stop ollieing. There was no physics system. So you could just hold down the ollie button and it would just bounce off the ground and you'd win every objective. So that was <laughs> so it was hard to show that off to friends when they came over. That I wasn't the sleepover kid when I had that version of it. There was no playing that. But then I finally did get it. They gave me that game and a controller at the same time. And I was so fucking excited about it. And I played it. And that is a game too. Like I was, when that game came out, I must've been like nine years old, 10 years old, maybe when I finally got it. When that Gorilla Radio intro hits for the first time, I mean, at least me, I was like, I was like, this is as as badass as anything will ever be. And it's very possible that that's still true. I don't know. I mean, when that hits, the logo smashes in and it's got, it's getting into the skater montage. It's just like, holy shit. You know, and I don't know if you guys picked up a skateboard after playing the game, but I definitely picked up a skateboard and then put it down promptly after because it turns out it's a lot harder to actually skateboard. Like, I literally remember going to a skate park with my dad with the skateboard, going down one ramp, falling straight backwards and being like, I'm out. No, I don't. Ah, this is this is this is not. Yeah, no, I thought this was going to be easier than that. We're done here. I'm just going home. So. Just and pack that and away like, next to your taekwondo uniform and that would have been last year the year after that would have been inline would have been uh inline skating which i was better at but still bad and then like we me and my little brother we were scared to play the career mode we were afraid to play the career mode we only played free skate because the career mode was too intimidating and then we did play the career mode and unlocked school two for the first time and oh my god it was it was the most incredible thing ever. And then, of course, the hammer came down. My parents heard some of the lyrics to the game and made me turn off the soundtrack. So when you want to talk about a unique musical experience, I had to play most of that game like a liminal space, just dead silence and maybe cars going by and birds like nothing. And that really sucks because this this game's music was like 
Like I've always, I've always told people like this game was also an album. Like you had to know all these songs, like all of these songs were just such a part of like, you didn't, I don't, you didn't hear any of these on the radio really like around that time. I didn't hear any of these on the radio, but everyone at school knew no cigar, May 16th, blood brothers. Like we knew all those songs and shout out to Papa Roach for making like the full outro of that song, just him yelling kill over and over and over. Cause like, that's all the ammunition your mom needs to be like, well, <laughs> you're not listening to this anymore. Yeah. I was going to wonder what she objected to because they mostly censored that soundtrack. Because the game had a team rating. You know what? I remember them specifically saying like, well, first of all, so that they were like, they were talking, they were, they'd sat me down and they'd been like, he's talking about how it's in our nature to kill. And I kind of had nothing for that one. I kind of had to be like, yeah, all right, fair point. And then he, and then she was like, and there's this other song on there talking about the public enemy one where he's talking about how he has a gun. And I was like, actually, he's talking about how he doesn't have a gun. It's the wax that the Terminator X spun, like his, his vinyl didn't fly but i tried i really did it was my first foray into music criticism actually was was arguing with them about the soundtrack the tony hawks pro skater too so but i've definitely this this was very much like a formative god god sermon on the mount type game for me and my taste in music and uh yeah love this fucking game is this everyone's like favorite tony hawk game uh <clears throat> i'm a tony hawk 4 guy i think tony hawk 4 is the best uh entry in the series uh just from a technical perspective like if you're really good at tony hawk tony hawk 4 is kind of the only version of tony hawk that's challenging uh you know tony hawk 2 even by the time tony hawk 2 came out i was so good at it that i probably i probably beat career mode in tony hawk 2 within two hours maybe like it just wasn't a challenge tony hawk 4 was sort of the first one where they were like okay there are people who are hardcore good at this game and they they added the pro challenges, uh, some of which are really tough. And it's got some of the game's best ever levels. I mean, I think a lot of people uh, would say Alcatraz is easily in the top five of the game's levels in history. Uh, college in that one is very good. The zoo's iconic. There's lots of great levels. But yeah, I think that's that's my favorite. But I mean, yeah, at the time, Tony Hawk 2 was just adding the manual was just crazy. It was like, oh my God, we're we're doing this baby this is this is it i is, love this. is school to the best ever tony hawk level oh it's probably in the convo for sure yeah yeah i top think all five. levels yeah top five for sure yeah top five school two alcatraz are kind of like no no brainers as far as top five levels go i think for sure new york yeah. city from underground oh you know what the best ever is airport from three as I think, airport or the cruise ship. Uh, those I, are my two favorites we got cruise we got dissension sure. from jay we got dissension from yeah jay. well not yeah i'm not a big uh not a big airport guy but i'll give you cruise ship cruise ship's a lot of fun grinding uh, all the way down that escalator yeah but then you gotta go, you gotta go airport. i'll tell you what oh, i'll tell you what when you get to the end of airport I can't remember how to get back to the top. I know there's like a way to get back to the top of the airport. I can't remember where it is, but like that whole trip all the way to the bottom is incredibly satisfying. And um, I'll tell you what though, I'll tell you what though, John, uh, we were, when I was working in post-production at an at this office, what feels like 600,000 years ago, we went through an entire month of downtime where the director and the producer left the country to do other projects. We had nothing to do for a fucking month. I was so bored. I reprogrammed the office's arcade machine to have a PS2 emulator on it. And I put THPS 3, 4, Underground and Underground 2 on it and beat all of them just standing there all fucking day. And I'll tell you what, I, I beat 4 
And I remember thinking like, this does not hold up because making the missions into these things, you have to go to someone, accept the mission, do the mission, go to the next mission. It breaks the flow tire. It, it shatters the flow. Yeah. See, I don't agree. I mean, you were talking about how you were afraid to play career mode and you wanted to play free skate. The idea of building career mode and free skate into the same mode was like, was genius. You know, it and was, I, I, I do remember playing THPS four at a Walmart on one of the uh, gaming consoles they used to put out for kids to, to babysit kids. And I remember the, the, the time limit being taken away. That was like, that was like the Berlin wall coming down. Like, I think yeah, that's a good exactly. equivalency. It was like, it was like unbelievable. That's why I was disappointed though, that it didn't age well, because the whole fun of it is actually stringing the goals together, having to like stop and be like, give me the skate letters, stop, give me the high score. And then the gimmicky ones. I, I, I couldn't fuck with four. I, I, but you are right though, that it gets super hard and the pro challenges are like unbeatable for some of the characters, like way absurd. So I know that that was your shit big time. That was my shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I got four, I bought four off of eBay, uh, you know, five years ago or whatever and replayed it and rebeat it. And yeah, I mean, I, I think no one's going to agree with me. Like, I think most people would say either two or three are their favorite game in the series. So I'm not, I'm not. And, and from a technical perspective, those are probably the two best games in the series. But I just think, yeah, for me, remembering four as being a clear step forward in the series for the, yeah, the free skating career being combined. And then also, uh, and then also the pro challenges and yeah, just had so many good levels in it. No, people ride out for people ride out for underground. I think it would be three and underground that people like the most because underground suddenly there was a plot and characters. Yeah, and stuff. underground I didn't fuck with. I didn't like no. the plot. I didn't like the plot <laughs> thing at all. I, I replayed. Like, I, don't, I don't want a story in Tony Hawk. Come on, man. I replayed that one recently too for the for my stream, and I was like, why am I in a car? Like they put you in a car, and then they're like, here's the <laughs> button to press to get off your board, and I'm like, I feel like this is not the idea behind the skateboarding game. Like, well, you can get off your board. Do you see how that wouldn't be? be worth? It's like putting in a Halo game. Like, here's the button to put your gun down. Here's here's the button to just walk yeah. around with no gun. So, yeah, Underground, I think, loses the plot. But one thing that maybe we can agree on, maybe. Tony, and I I feel really, it's tough because it's one of those things where nostalgia starts interfering. But I I feel really convicted that THPS 2 is the best soundtrack of any game. Yeah. It's the most well-rounded, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the most iconic in terms of just like every song on there is emblematic of some sort of Tony Hawk compilation or something that you can tie back into your youth in a way that most of the other ones don't have the same level of, you know, it's batting like 15 for 15 on songs That's that are just like exactly right it's, there. It's a, it's all killer. It's no filler. And then like yeah. starting with four. They, there's way too many songs and suddenly yeah. like Chad Muska yeah. has five songs and you're like, Muska beats, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, all beats. It's cool. Way. They're very cool instrumentals. Come on. Green Campbell, I believe, has a song on there too. Or, or there it is, yeah. 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 So it's total disaster. And no, for sure. I I'm sure the licensing for those songs were very cheap though. Well, I think like, I, I think you really said it best when the, when the, the game was kind of like an album, like it, it was sort of like owning an album and it was its own thing when it was, yeah, the sort of 15, 20 tracks. Like, I can't remember how many are on THPS three. I want to say it's probably like 2025 20, maybe. Um, but yeah, this sort of like, it's a set of 15 
And Tony Hawk was so interesting in that you can tell there was some sort of care in the actual like sequencing and picking songs that go together. Like some it, it, sort of, and, it looks like it. I think they were like debating on this. I think that was, oh, like, yeah. it, it seems like that was a big part of it. Like to open every time I've ever dropped into hanger with blood brothers going, I'm always like, let's like, like that's the problem with THPS one and two. Is it like, doesn't start the soundtrack over. Like when you drop into, into hanger, you need blood brothers going every time they fucked up with that one. But <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, at the uh, time, Robert, I not to interrupt John, 23 tracks, I, I think it's, it's really interesting too, that it really reflected like skate video culture as well. You know, like if you, if you got an iconic skate video of that time, you know, misled youth, probably the, the prime example of that sort of era of skate tape you know, all the skaters had different taste in music. So you would go from, a, you know, what we think of as a sort of skate punk uh, ska song, whatever, to a hip hop song, to a maybe classic rock song if the skater was a little older, whatever. And I think Tony Hawk was so good and revolutionary in that idea of, yeah, we can take music from all these disparate genres that kind of feel like for some reason they all go together. Like if you see these artists on paper, it makes no sense that these 15 songs kind of come together. But there is just some kind of uniting force among these where, yeah, when you're playing the game, you never feel like, why is this song on here? This is doesn't, which I think later versions of the game like you said, they start adding too many songs where it's just impossible for every song to feel like that. You're, there's songs that come on and you're just like, this doesn't feel like a Tony like, Hawk like, song. Like in the THPS 1-2 remaster when that Machine Gun Kelly song comes on, you're like... I mean, that's a great song, though. Uh, I, I chopped it immediately from rotation. You're, so, you're like, so on your own. I paused it and I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game's fine because you can pull songs, but that yeah. was one where I was like, I was like, I was like, come on, who would Interscope Records put the call in and was like, we've got this song. The kids Great love song. it. Like, it, that's what it felt like. It felt like someone putting their thumb on the scale. But anyway, with uh, what you were saying about like the, the mixtape sort of making sense is it's like, you know, like if you were, but if you were like a skateboarder, if you were in that culture, this, these 15 tracks would make perfect sense. But for like the layman, like the kid in the suburbs or uh, the uh, Toronto shut-in just watching his, his uh, curling tutorials over and over, his, v <laughs> his curling VHSs. And, yeah, uh, I did have curling VHSs actually. Listening to his tragically hip and bare naked lady CDs, you know, and <laughs> you wouldn't have been exposed to cool music. This would have been your first taste of cool music. I mean, I do think for me, this was probably true, but certainly it's true for a lot of like, I'm sure there are a lot of people where Tony Hawk 2 was the first time they ever heard Public Enemy. And like, I know that it's right you here. Know, I'm right here. Anthrax, yeah. yeah. With Anthrax. 100%. Still, it's like Public Enemy. Who the hell are these? And like most deaf. It's like, you know, for sure. This is the first time that. 90% of the, you know, the kids that played this game ever heard of most death, and, you know. And what's so fucking awesome. sick about that is that when you get into the soundtrack at 10 years old, it primes you to be into all this type of music for the rest of your life. Like you never have to encounter the barrier of like hip hop music, you know. You know how like you some people you don't mean them too much anymore, but you know how some people are like, "Oh, rap, I can't get into rap." Like if you got into THPS2 when you were 12, the barrier is not there. Like you can get into all this shit now. And like, that's, that's just something else that probably has had an even bigger impact than maybe even Tony Hawk knows, you know? 
It's 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 because you're absolutely right. This was a hundred percent the first time I heard Public Enemy. I'll even go a step further. Who here? Does anyone else here? Did anyone else here just think that this was bring the noise for like a really long time? Because I <laughs> totally thought this was just that was the song. Yeah, I mean, I was nine years old at the time, so I was like, this is the only version of this I know. This is the only version I'm ever going to know. Oh, sim- and similarly too, my brain still. I, there's still like a switch in my brain that gets pressed on whenever I hear any of these songs go on longer than two minutes and 20 seconds. I'm always like, I'm always like, I'm always like, whoa, there's a bridge. There's a bridge. What, what's going on here? Like I need like May 16th to fade out as the, as it hits the bridge. If I, if I have to hear another chorus, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a little panicked. I get a little panicked by that. It's sort of like jump around because that was on the family values tour soundtrack, but only the first verse. So then I went like, it's just Fred singing it or whatever, but then I never knew the back half of the song. So it was like, I had this party trick where I knew the entire first verse of jump around if it came on at a party, but then I knew nothing else after that. I was at a wedding once and the DJ played jump around and like everyone starts jumping and like bringing as they're going goes back, pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Came to battle me. That's a sin. Nobody knew a single <laughs> other word of that verse. Everyone's like, <laughs> like waiting for the chorus to hit again, just awkwardly kind of bouncing around. So, so the problem with the soundtracks though, of like the games that come after this, people associate Tony Hawk with new metal, like a lot. But this is the peak of new metal in Tony Hawk. Like after this, it's hip hop and rap. Like it's a downward slope hard from that. Like as soon as you hit, I think like the fourth game, you've got new noise by refuse. Like that's as close as you get. So it's like a it's like a very quick downward run after this. This is the pinnacle of it. And like the balance struck here between new metal, skate punk and hip hop rap is is just ugh, perfect, especially with the crossovers like out with the old which by the way was not released till 2010 so an incredible waiting game they played with that one they they did the, they took the long game on promo for that so don't know why they did that but that then then bring the noise like the kind of middle middle ground between rap hip hop and metal music so it, it is just it's a stellar gathering and uh I'm glad that we can all agree that May 16th is the best song of any Tony Hawk game I don't, but you yeah, know. I mean, yeah, you're not getting that. This soundtrack yeah. does have Gorilla Radio on it. That's that's a bit of a leap. The first two songs I bought off iTunes were Gorilla Radio and May 16th. It was the first two songs I ever paid 99 cents for. So okay, so you've got the one two there. Yeah. Um, what is the best song on this on this CD? Oh well, I'm, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but uh, I actually think we we did a top three on Blocked Party, the top three Tony Hawk soundtrack songs of all time, and I put this song at my number one. So therefore, it does have to be my number one on the Tony Hawk Two soundtrack, and it is B Boy Document Ninety Nine. Uh, I just always loved that beat. I love most deaf on that track. I don't know for some reason. That was the song that like you were talking about people getting into hip hop off of this soundtrack. That was probably the first I was 15 when this came out. And that was probably the first like true hip hop song I liked or that I had ever heard that I liked was B-Boy Document 99. So there is and I'm not saying it's the best song like, you know, I can admit that there are better, you know, in terms of technical, whatever you want to say, there are better songs on this uh, soundtrack but for me when i think of tony hawk 2 
the song that's playing in the background is b-boy documents so that's my that's my number one on here that is cool i gotta i gotta is that the one that starts out with like everybody come on if you would it come on no it's like that that is what i'm saying is it okay gotcha i at least i hope so because i'm very feeling very confident about this Jay, do you have a do you have a favorite on this so I feel like if you asked me when I was a kid, it probably would have been Gorilla Radio because that just like blew my mind and I had no idea like what I was listening to. And I think that's the first time I ever heard like anybody rapping and playing rock music together. Uh, but at this point, like just with the amount of time that I've spent with Tony Hawk 2 in my life, it's You by Bad Religion. I've played that song five million times. It's like, I think how you feel about Blood Brothers is how I feel about you, where I get that song and that bass line just stuck in my head every single time I think about Hanger or really just, I mean, if I think about Hanger, I start thinking about the do 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 of the bass line in You by Bad Religion. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is it. This is like the Tony Hawk 2 song for me. Yeah, that's the same way when I think about Spider-Man. He's an unlockable character in Tony Hawk 2. He is an unlockable character. So true. That's right. Yeah. Jay, you, I mean, John, you brought up a great point with when you said the sequencing, they paid attention to the sequencing. I never considered that they would have put these songs in any particular order, but they are in a particular order. Because like it's because when you skip the songs on the menu, the songs are numbered. It goes, it goes in so the same it, order every time. Yeah, it doesn't have the it goes in the same order. And it doesn't give you the option of permanently cutting a song off of the soundtrack like it does in later games. But if you go to the menu, it will say skip current track and it will have a number besides skip current track. And so if you, yeah, if you skip track 12, it will go to track 13 and track 12 is the same track every time and track 13 is the same, pardon me, track every time. So yeah, they absolutely paid attention to the sequencing with this. That's super underrated. That's like a super underrated concept because I mean, one, I can't believe I never considered that before but i do wish more games paid attention to like how the music would actually flow into each other like one of the things that i always remember as being pretty clever was uh jet set radio future has a similarly licensed soundtrack and is also similarly brilliant but certain songs only play on certain levels so they have certain songs that sound like the underground levels they have songs that sound like the nighttime skyline levels and they only play on those levels which i always thought was really smart and really makes a good atmosphere here but as far as this goes where it's like the sequencing has a lot paid attention to it. Once they expanded the song list to encompass two whole games plus a bunch of bonus ones for the remaster, like, yeah, you you do. There's like some good to that because you can skip it with a single button press and that's great. So you can jump over some of the shitty songs they added later. But you do, yeah, you do lose like that mixtape feeling about it. And that's probably why people have such like fond memories of not just the game, but the soundtrack because it is like you're putting on an album. It's 15 tracks and it's in this exact order. And like the sequencing of like, Blood Brothers, Bring the Noise, Gorilla Radio, Pin the Tail on the Donkey, and You, and When Worlds Collide, like that sequencing itself sticks in your head. Like when one song ends, that when Blood Brothers comes to that close or fades out after two minutes and 20 seconds, I need to hear Bring the Noise next. Or like things aren't, you know, it's not clicking. It's not clicking for me. Well, I think it was too, you know, obviously the, these soundtracks were so influential as far as like 
you know, licensed music coming into games after this, you know, now it's, you, you can't play a sports game without the menus being, uh, you know, all licensed music. And Tony Hawk was, you know, kind of the first game to do that, but it's also just revolutionary that they thought to themselves instead of, Hey, let's create our own music. That's going to play during these levels. Like all this stuff plays during the game, which I think really, like you said, it, it creates that sort of oral visual visual memory that is unbeatable. You, you can't, it's, there's something so different about, oh, I'm playing Madden and this song plays during the menus, but then once the game starts, it's just commentary. And, you know, you might discover a song off of a Madden soundtrack, but it's not this like deeply rooted experience. And the, the fact that the Tony Hawk games, the creators and Tony Hawk himself, he talks about how it was an important thing for him to have in these games too. The idea that it's the licensed music is playing while you're playing the game. Like it is just tied to the game. I think creates such a bond to these songs that you just wouldn't have otherwise. And, and it's why we all, you know, if I say hum the Mario theme, you can all do it. It's because we grew up with that song playing in the background of an iconic game. Like there just is that tie to the visual that elevates the songs in a way that they just couldn't be elevated otherwise i think jay what's your take on this no i mean it's i'm kind of the same way you know you're always going to tie this in to your life and to your experiences so it's just going to be what happens at this point um the sequencing didn't really stick out for me as much as a kid but i think i start to notice it more when you start looking at like the huge cd wallet track listings that you get in the uh later things where it's like oh there's 40 some songs on tony hawk 4 there's you know uncountable stuff after that it's 15 songs it's front to back just nothing really no skips by the time you're you know deeper in the game and you're more of an adult about things i think um i'm trying to look i'm looking right now and i'm trying to think if there's anything where i was like no we skipped that all the time when i was a kid and it's like no there's nothing like that i feel like on tony hawk one there were songs that we skipped but not on tony hawk two dhps3 which i'm looking at now has a pretty solid soundtrack too and i would put like pulse by mad capsule markets would be like my second or third favorite song of any Tony Hawk game and there's an AFI song in here that's dope but this one does get looser because there's like Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones in here which is like great song but also like eh, it doesn't have that imprint memory that you get out of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because like you hear that song everywhere like it's too big of a song it's too, too ubiquitous of a song Tony Hawk 3 definitely as Cran said 23 songs and there were definitely songs on the Tony Hawk 3 soundtrack where I was like, no. And I believe on the Tony Hawk 3 soundtrack, you could remove songs. I, I believe it was so. the first one. Yeah, that was the first yeah. one. So, I mean, you know, there were definitely songs on here. I'm never li- 96 quite yeah. bitter beings. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, really? Well, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wait, what? Yeah. what? I got so sick of that song so fast because of that game. It became a skip. No. That's like one of That's the. It, I, I can't think. Iconic if, if you associate yeah. that song with fucking up a mission like 14 times in a row and going. Dan, 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 I mean, dan, oh, didn't reach the secret tape again. Dan, 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 you know dan, what? You kind of got to give it to him. And I do want to just give a shout out to CKY, the only band in history to have a legacy based on a riff, not even a song. You have one riff, and that's your whole band. 
you have a riff and Bam Margera and that's all you've got going for you. But you know what? They made a career out of it, I guess. So props to them. But I think that it's important to note that if in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, you can like disable tracks, then things are, you know, the, the soundtrack's starting to get a little not important because that betrays like a sort of insecurity about it. With, with the second game, yeah. it was like, no, you can't turn tracks off. That's not, you know, it's like if you gave a mixtape to a friend and the friend came back with the mixtape and was like, this is great. Can you take the, the following tracks off and burn me another one? Like you wouldn't do that. You'd be like, here's your fucking mixtape. I, I thought oh. really hard about this. I'm trying thinking now of like girls I gave mixtapes to and how much that would have crushed me if a girl came to me and was like, this is really sweet what you did for me, but I hate track six, nine and 14. It, man, the I, that would have killed me. That would have yeah. literally killed me if a girl did that to me in college. Would have been <laughs> curling and crying later. Oh, Our Lady Peace again. Oh. oh, man. You know, I have clumsy. Like, I mean, isn't it a little played out by this point? We've all heard that. So, <laughs> I mean, by the time I was making mixtapes, it would have been in repair. I think I probably would have been uh, throw. I mean, I never would have put Our Lady Peace on a mixtape. But if I had, it would have been it would have been Spiritual Machines era Our Lady Peace, which is a very good era of Our Lady Peace. It must be said. Is that a new metal album? No, I, I could definitely hear the case that Clumsy is a new metal album. I'd, I'd be open to uh, I'd be open to that. I don't think that it is, but you could make the case. That's the only one of their records, I think, that you could say is a new metal album. I think already by happiness is a fish that you can't catch. It, it's there's not enough. It's not heavy enough to consider it new metal. I don't think I do like that. They sold out really hard. Like I, I have a weird interest in bands that were just like, fuck it, fuck it fuck it let's try to write some hits and then they did gravity and we're like we're like whatever just you know give us the, give us the, give us the fucking aerosmith ballad let's see what we can do and i think it was finger 11 finger 11 sort of wrote the blueprint yeah. on the canadian uh the canadian acoustic rock pipeline uh new metal to acoustic rock pipeline so our lady piece was like ooh, there's a there's a <laughs> Because, yeah, because for them, like gravity and life. Oh, my God. Uh, you you know what sense, else? Those were all later. Do you think okay. Finger 11 and Our Lady Peace are ever like, man, shame about Chris Benoit, huh? Like, yeah. Oh, God damn. Definitely they are. Like your, like your song, your song was his walkout music. And then our song was for the In Tribute 2 special. We both kind of got dealt a bad hand on that one. Like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Well, I, t I told this I told this story on Block Party, but um, I saw Our Lady Peace. Uh, it was and Finger Eleven together on a tour, and this is as Canadian a tour as as you could imagine. It was called the Fear of the Trailer Park Tour because it was Our Lady Peace, Seether, Finger Eleven, and the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, and so the the Trailer Park Boys would just like come out in between bands and do like sketches and stuff on stage. And it was an, it was a stadium tour. It was when Our Lady Peace was was as hot as they could possibly be. And uh, Rain, the lead singer of Our Lady Peace, told a story. So the you know the song ends and he goes, "You guys like pro wrestling, you know?" And then the crowd goes, "Woo, you know," or whatever. And then Rain says, "I hate that shit." I always, I always hated it. It's just like fake as fuck. I never really liked it. And they approached us and they said, Hey, we, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this record where we're having bands write rock songs for wrestlers entrances. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. And they were like, no, it's actually this. Wait, Canadian wait, wait. So like he had a guitar on, like this was in between. 
like they had it's just, just done banter. Superman's like dead, and he's banter. like, "Hey guys, correct." This is banter. So he's so and he says, "You know, we were never going to do this. We thought WWF sucked." Blah blah blah. And then they're like, "No, no, it's for this Canadian wrestler. He's like a total badass." And so I said, "Look, okay, fine. I got to meet this guy." So I had dinner with Chris Benoit, and it turned out he's like the coolest, most like badass wrestler on the planet. You know, and he's he was just like. You know, in this world of fake bullshit, he's like the realest guy. And I said, okay, we'll do the song. And this is that song. And then they started playing. Oh, my God. Was this after Chris Benoit did a thing? Okay, so I thought that's like what it sounded like that was building to. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. This would have been like, oh, probably like, oh, three, oh, four. Chris Benoit, they're like, it's the most stable guy ever, man. He. This guy could not, would never hurt anybody, man. And then we, we did a song from this is that song. They, they were one time on Twitter, I had posted a different Our Lady Peace song and someone added them and they were like, or no, I posted a wrestling entrance song and someone was like, oh man, you should post whatever by at Our Lady Peace. And Our Lady Peace responded like, don't do that. Like the verified Our Lady Peace Twitter account was like, let's, let's, let's. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. So I'm looking. I have the wiki. I have the Wikipedia page open now with the song list for Tornox Pro Skater Four, and things are getting dire. Like just looking at this, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wow, bad. Three Muska beats, huh? Three, like for They're like interludes. It's, it's all shuffled rough. through. I feel like this is. Muska I, know, I stand very hard for four. That but was he, like the soundtrack. Maybe. I don't know. I'm looking right now. I gotta look it up because I'm looking at it now, and it's like every- okay. It's not. It's not that good. I mean, the the thing with the thing that happened is like Tony Hawk Three had the Ace of Spades, and yeah. you know, people were all into the ooh yeah, this you know Motorhead Ace of Spades fits so good, and then they kind of went like they had cool Keith too. I mean, yeah, and they went like fully sort of classic. Like most of the rock songs on Tony Hawk Four are classic rock bands. Like, why are we listening to TNT by yeah, ACDC? Yeah. And and you've got yeah, you've got uh, Sex Pistols and you know, the offspring at that time would have been not classic rock, but a bit of an older rock band. Like it just, yeah, they didn't, they didn't nail it. There's some good, I mean, obviously, you know, you got De La Soul on here, which is sick as hell. And then you got system of a down, but it's like one of system of downs worst songs. And it just is a bad song. The problem. So it's anything off of toxicity. I knew that you were going to be all over that. I really did. I can't wait till we just do the toxicity episode. And then you can shut the fuck up about them forever, man. (laughs) I'd really, we're going to have surge on and you can get it all out and then hop off the call. It's going to be great. Oh, Cran, do you not like toxicity? I want John Domayan. I want to go right for the throat. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did, we did toxicity on POD cast and, um, I just, I had the, I guess, controversial opinion that a lot of it doesn't hold up anymore. And, uh, it's become part of like POD cast lore that I quote unquote hate system of a down. Um, even though I don't hate them at all. And I still think it's a pretty good record. I just was like, yeah, there's some songs on here. I'd be fine if I never heard again. (laughs) Yeah. But then after that, like, even if you like most of toxicity there, it's, the cliff is oh total well i mean the last time i was on this show z tried to tell me hypnotize is their best album and i was like holy christ we love that little guy (laughs) that little guy man you know after that i had to burp him and put him to sleep (laughs) disgusting um so the other problem though with four like the bigger problem is that even the great songs like nwa's express yourself or 
De La Soul or Mass Appeal by Gangstar. There's one other one in here I spotted earlier. And was like, oh, oh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, Legendary. It, it, it cannot. A level in the game. It cannot yeah. absorb any of those songs, though. Like, they're just great songs that are in the game. It's not like if I put on When Worlds Collide right now and you just are like, oh, Venice or mm-hmm. fucking Marseille, France. Like, oh, boom. Like, you, I, if I put on Express Yourself or Oodles of O's, like, you wouldn't be like, college or yeah what yeah you it just wouldn't happen so but but and then that's also like a symptom of time because it's like we're on the fourth of these games now like how many more you know iconic moments can you get out of this let me look up really quick the first game soundtrack because if there's any one game in this series i spent the least amount of time with it is one i've like oh it's got the ernie's on there here and that's uh that's all right there hearing that that <laughs> intro baseline to jerry was a race car driver is it's got police truck, truck on there police truck superman, superman the iconic superman. the yeah. iconic tony hawk song oh yeah thps1 is is iconic as hell and does have and and you're right like maybe it is just the whole thing of you can't take songs off the soundtrack whatever but tony hawk one absolutely has songs that are so tony hawk for me yeah like basically all the ones we mentioned police truck uh superman here and now by the i'm well i mean the ernie's aren't related to anything but here here and now you know yeah there's lots of songs on there where you're like oh that is tony hawk one i mean it friggin rocks and it also and it also picks songs that are just small enough that they could either i mean either so either for some of these songs either it eats them whole like i don't know if you guys hear even rudes vilified around anywhere else or committed by unsane or they're like just the like just fresh enough to where it can just grab a hold of them like jerry was a race car driver which was already a hit but not like to oh. the point it, it's not like they they put in like a uh, psycho vision too oh that is to- yeah. i yep. got psycho vision i like that is so tony hawk to me like imagine if imagine if all star by smash mouth was in this game i would love that would no, I don't think that would have worked. Although I will tell you what, my buddy Drake, who had an original Xbox, had a Tony Hawk 2X, and for Tony Hawk 2X, you could actually put custom sound songs into the game. So for whatever reason, I spent a lot of time at his house playing that with Cheryl Crow's "Soak Up the Sun" going in the background, which is a really yeah. iconic. It's that an iconoclastic pick, but doesn't that also sound just weird enough to work? Totally. I can, I was for some, the first level that popped into my mind for that was school too. Just going around school too, like, I want to soak up the sun. Another, I, I another totally famous Canadian that. too. Who? Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow. I said Shania Twain. I said I soak up the sun Cheryl by Crow Shania is, Twain. Cheryl Crow is definitely not Canadian. But we'll give you them. Shania Twain is, I mean, hey, yeah, we'll take Cheryl yeah. Crow. You can have Cheryl Crow and Weedus and then that, that kind of takes care of that for. We'll take Weedus also. Takes care of that for us. Who do we get in the trade? I don't want any uh, for Cheryl Crow <laughs> and Weedus. Uh, I can <laughs> offer you. Ooh, good, good question. I will give you a con. I want the surviving members of Rush, and we'll I, throw no, it. You can't do that. Give I us- can give you. I can give you a Conaline crush, and I can give you all of Avril Lavigne's career except for Let Go. We get to keep Let Go, but you get the rest. We will take that, but you have to also take back Arcade Fire. Oh yeah, we'll take arcade. I mean, arcade fire from Montreal, which is you know that's barely Canada. So yeah, we'll just let them live over there, and it'll be it'll be just fine. 
Booyah! Shout out to America. But I digress. Um, yeah. So you said that you actually spoke to Tony Hawk, though. I mean, you know, you guys. I have. He was, he was on my podcast. So, so I, yes, I did speak to Tony Hawk for about eighty minutes, and it was wonderful. Lovely man. Lovely. Did you guys, man. Did you guys spend some time? I would really like to get a story from someone that's just like Tony Hawk, man. What a dick. Like, there's got to be like one exists. person I out there exists. The only maybe like in the early days of skateboarding, because I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the until the wheels fall off the Tony Hawk documentary, but it's incredible. And um, in the early days, like, yeah, a lot of the other skaters saw him as a geek. Like he was kind of the first guy that was in that mode of, I am going to be whatever a professional skateboarder looks like that I'm going to be that. And his dad ran and like started and ran a bunch of the competitions that he was in. So I'm sure some of those early skaters, like I'm pretty sure him and Christian Hasoy had a pretty big rivalry for or like Christian Hasoy would tell anybody who would listen that Tony Hawk sucked. I don't think they are like that anymore, but I think in the old days, I, I believe that was the case. Um, but yeah, it's impossible to think that he is unlikable. I mean, even for us, like how, how it all came together was uh, a listener of ours knew that I was like a massive Tony Hawk fan of the game and the guy and got us a cameo from Tony Hawk and just mentioned, uh, you know, that we had a podcast and Tony on the cameo says, you know, Hey, maybe I'll come on your podcast sometime. Uh, Cause he had Hawk versus Wolf was coming out. So he's like, I've got my own podcast coming out in a couple months. Maybe I'll come on your podcast and we can sort of cross promote the thing. But uh, yeah, and it was just a throwaway line in a cameo. I was like, I don't know how serious this could possibly be, but I thought, okay, whatever. I kind of sort of put this in my back pocket. And then about three months after the cameo, after the, I knew he was busy with the Olympics and all this stuff. So I waited until the fall. Maybe he wasn't skateboarding as much, whatever reached out to his management. And like within an hour, his management got back to me and they were like, yeah, he'll absolutely do the show. Um, he's busy for the next couple of weeks. Send us an email in like two weeks and we'll set a time. And then I sent an email in two weeks. And then again, it was like an hour and they're like, yep, he can meet like next Wednesday at this time. And, uh, yeah. And then I, I asked him about it on the show and he just said, he was like, oh yeah. When I saw, cause I was like, do you say that in all your cameos, all your like, cameos, he goes you know, on every cameo podcast. Just, you just can't believe that we actually reached out. And he said, no, he said, when I saw the name, I thought it was like an interesting name. So I Googled it and I thought the concept of the podcast was really cool. So that was why I like said that in the cameo. So like he meant it like right from day one, when he put that in the cameo, he was, he meant it. He was like, yep, I will absolutely uh, do that show. So yeah, it was just wild. And, and yeah, he was just a very kind, very kind guy. Got the vibe of the show immediately. There was like nothing that rattled him about us kind of being silly or stupid or yeah, he was just, uh, yeah, he was so kind. It was, it was really cool. It was a definitely like a, it's okay to meet your heroes kind of moment, which, uh, doesn't always happen. Yeah. Then, wow. What a guy we got to get, we should also, I'm going to get a cameo from Tony Hawk. I'm going to get a cameo. Yeah. I'm just going to make the cameo. I'm going to just make the cameo, the length of the podcast though. And then just be like, well, we could record it on zoom. Do you do zoom? And then they'll just be like, oh, no. His manager's emails on his website. So that was how I just went to his website and emailed his manager and said, Hey, he said this on a cameo. I don't know if he was joking. It's totally fine if he was. And, uh, and it happened. So you never know. 
I wish he just followed. Or you know, I could just DM him. Kirk, yeah, you know? I was or, just yeah. about or to get to that. Uh, yeah, just skip all that bullshit and DM him directly. John, yeah, there John, you go, John, does he follow you? No, no. Do you do you have any sense of why he started following you, Cram? I made a quip on one of his posts like a year I was going to say he followed back. I was, was going to say, oh, Kran's, Kran's time in the trenches as a professional reply guy sometimes pay off. I did mute you, by the way. I was between two. I was like, do I unfollow him or do I mute him? I just muted you because you got to put your hustle in. But there's too many posts that show up on my timeline of you. I respect that, that. You got the fucking Tony Hawk follow back. Like, you know, I used to be trying to. I used to be one of John's replies, guys. I used to be one of John's reply guys. And in fact, it was fact, one of the one of the only times that that ever paid off was when you posted a video of yourself doing the THPS one and two remake downhill jam level. Mm-hmm. And I remember you had to like grab, I don't know if it was the tape or something, but you did a move that literally just stuck your character's hand up in the air. And that's how you got. Oh, the valve. Yeah. The valve, like just by like doing a move of some kind that put your character's hand up in the air incidentally and tag the valve. I was like, I was like whoa like that shit was the finesse on that shit was insane it wasn't like you hit a button to interact with the environment you just did like a no comply oh, yeah. or something and his yeah, hand just, happened uh, to be up there yeah it's the second valve in the level so the first valve is on a kicker right by the right by the pond and then the the that's the first one then the second one is on the pipe that you take across the half pipe uh, like the the sort of sewer pipe that you take across the half pipe, the valve is on there. So normally you would grind that pipe and then it would knock the valve off as you go across. But there's a kicker, or no, sorry, there's uh, uh, two pipes that you can grind before it. And if you no comply off of those two pipes late enough, your character will uh, hit the hit the valve and it knocks it off so you don't have to waste time going across that pipe just a little tip but that is like a just a classic. little tip like we can do that like i'm gonna we hop on this do it. no it's see this is the thing like for tony hawk speed running or or goals or you know certain goals in particular uh that is something that a lot of people don't know is that you can actually boneless way later than you think you can you can you can be fully off of the ramp off of the kicker and be bonelessing so like a lot of the time skips in speed runs are just timing where you're kind of actually off the end of the ramp and you sort of boneless in midair basically and that that's what you have to do to get that valve so yes kirk i believe with practice you could easily do it well, I'm inspired, so I'm hopping off. This has been holiday Kurt. Um, one thing that I will say, though, touching on THPS One Plus Two, uh, fantastic remake, remaster, incredible, so good. And I remember being like, I remember this was like May, May of 2020. So we are still in lockdown, people. You know, for for every, I just want to put set the scene. I remember being so fucking excited about this game. I thought I was gonna die. Like I had the warehouse demo. I played that shit a million times. I was like so fucking excited for this game. Like, were you guys also hyped or was it just me? Extremely hyped. Uh, I think it's like, I don't know. I don't game much at all except for the skate games and Tony Hawk at this point. So, yeah, like as soon as somebody was like, hey, they're making a new like a new remaster of Tony Hawk. I was uh, cautiously optimistic about the whole thing and then it ended up being way better than I ever thought it could be. So, yeah, I can't believe how good it is. Uh, cause they, you know, they've tried to reboot it a few different times and it, you know, to moderate levels of success, they did Tony Hawk HD, uh, yeah. 
when they, you know, they've done little things like that, but it's never quite, they've never quite nailed the controls. So having the original team do it, you know, I was optimistic, but you never know any of these reboots. You never know, like it could be bad, incredible. And I, I am not exaggerating when I tell you that the fact that there's not going to be a three plus four is like one of the greatest disappointments of my lifetime, especially when Tony Hawk said it like, cause there was rumors, like, is there going to be a three plus four? And people were like, I don't think there's going to be a three plus four and who knows whatever. And then Tony Hawk had that quote. They interviewed him about a year after one plus two came out. And he said, it was done. Like we were doing it. It was signed off. It was happening. And then Neversoft like killed the, or whoever bought Neversoft killed the Tony Hawk team. And Tony Hawk was just basically like, yeah, it's never coming out. And I like, it hit me. It was like the same level of Alex Trebek dying. I think it was like that. That was like the same level. I don't really get celebrities dying doesn't do anything for me, but Alex Trebek like actually hit me a little bit and Tony Hawk three plus four, I would say is the same amount of sort of, Ooh, especially because a lot of things get compared to nine 11. <laughs> <laughs> this to me Most was like nine 11. This to me was like the second tower coming down. <laughs> like it was all so hope, rough all hope that, yeah. i know that he was on like a stream right he was on someone's stream yeah it was something like that and he just kind of threw that away because yeah there was all these rumors that it wasn't happening but no one could really confirm it so it was easy to be like well the one plus two was so successful there's no way they won't do it and then selfishly too like once i figured out that i was you know a very very good modern day Tony Hawk player selfishly I had already beat the game and like I did some twitch streaming of Tony Hawk but like if there was a three plus four I could probably make a killing on twitch playing three plus four right from the start doing all the challenges whatever and uh, I just won't have that opportunity so it's it's incredibly disappointing uh, for so many different reasons but yeah getting a remastered four would be I mean, I just can't even explain it to you how how important that would be in my video gaming life. I hope it's not dead forever, but Tony Hawk really made it sound like it might be dead forever. Well, now that we're all sad, the soundtrack on one plus two. So they got first of all, they got every song from the first two games, like every original song. And I remember there was a second there where they said they were not going to be able to get some songs from the second game. And I was thinking like, no, like I don't think bring the noise was going to make it or guerrilla radio. And I remember thinking like, well, this is dead. This this isn't who cares. And then they did somehow. I don't know how that ninth inning thing came together, but then for the original songs, I'm looking at the list. There are some big misses, but there are some good ones on here. Like they put, can I kick it in here by a tribe called quest? They somehow, they somehow dig up a song by the Ataris. That's not bad, which is good. That's really good. remarkable, really remarkable. There's a Sublime song in here that's decent. There's a a Billy Talent song in here that's pretty good. Did uh, you just pronounce it Sublime? Sublime, you did. Yeah. Sub Sublime. Sublime. I only. I'm actually talking I'm to my. Fin- I'm talking to my financial advisor and seeing if I can get a Sublime mortgage actually in the next. Uh... Hey. I'm more of a Superlime guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Sublime actually uh, that implies the uh, oh, it's same in the end. Um, okay, 
which is a good song. I love Sublime. Uh, no, I, I'm only giving you grief because I remember saying it Sublime uh, on the bus when I was in sixth grade and the prettiest girl in school made fun of me for saying it <laughs> Sublime. And it was just like absolutely like death knell like right there i was like fuck linda whitaker if you're listening jay yes. made it who looks stupid yeah. now now who yeah. looks fucking stupid i'm on the new yeah. agenda podcast street certified yeah, i say sublime correctly now yeah <laughs> how about that as for the rest of my life uh please don't ask but yeah, do not. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there are some huge misses though on this soundtrack like i played the demo a lot and one of the songs mm-hmm. that was in the demo was lose control by tyrone briggs like if you guys remember that, there's you know, some bro. rough, there's some rough hip hop in the. Uh, there's some really bad rap music. Like the rap yeah. selections are shit terrible. It's and, either stuff like "Shut Down" by Skepta, which is like not bad, but also oh, random. I love that song. Yeah. Or there's just stuff. No, I know it's a great song, but I wouldn't have put that in a skateboarding game. Uh, but well, that's that, the thing I was gonna say. Ooh. I don't know. I I don't mind drill music, but it's not Tony Hawk music. Like they they've got a and they have, there's a few drill songs on here that I'm just kind of like. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I'm not I'm not a fan, unfortunately. I think kind of what happened here might be what ended up happening with Skate, and I think Skate did it in a good way, which was they cribbed songs from iconic videos and you put it into the game and it's like, "Okay, well now I get to have that sort of yeah, right or mindfield moment of myself, but I don't necessarily want to like listen to Skepta, I get what you're saying, uh, and do like the Nigel Houston parts or whatever. I'm not doing that. I'm playing Tony Hawk. I'm hitting a 400,000 point combo and I'm calling it a day. Speaking of which, I do think it's a good touch that when you're really killing it in that game, it like makes the sound, the music into something diegetic. Like it starts sounding kind of reverby, like it's coming out of speakers in there. It's a really good touch. There's some really good touches in there and it's a great. It was like SSX tricky when they did that. You know, when you get tricky on tricky in SSX, <laughs> the music gets louder. When you get uh, tricky. Everything. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they played, they played tricky, but the music gets louder. The bass is louder. It's a way cooler experience. It like, it's rewarding to when do that, that. When good time by finger 11 starts really pounding through those speakers. <laughs> That's a like, great song. You're like, is that on Tricky? That song sucks. Yeah, it is on Tricky. Oh, it doesn't oh, suck. No, okay. That's a great song. Hey, you're a poor rapper the rapper moment. I, so- I hate that Jay had to bring it up because I actually wasn't even thinking about it. And he brought it up and I was like, oh, oh my God. I, I'm going to say this. Skate 2 smokes every Tony Hawk game. No problem. Just ethers the whole series. So I, did, I don't know. I if, is I've anyone played, here with me? Yeah. I mean, I've played more of the skate games like in and out just i think it's like something where i can just sit down and like be really really good at skate uh in a way that like i wasn't as good at tony hawk growing up not until i got to like four and now i'm like pretty decent i'm not you know speed running it by any means but if i had to play anybody in horse uh at a party i'm mopping the floor with pretty much anybody i've hung out with so tony hawk tony hawk and then guitar hero later were those games in like middle and high school where you had to be able to hold your own like you didn't have to win but you had to put numbers on the board you know what i mean like it had it couldn't be a blowout 
Like, and the other version of that too was was Super Smash Brothers, and I was fucking terrible at that. And it was just yeah, I'm so bad at Smash every Brothers. sleepover yeah, was a humiliating experience. Yeah, it's only because it's a foolish game that makes no sense. Thank you. I'm, it's I'm a bad excited. game. I sincerely think it's a bad game. This podcast is gonna get you guys are getting canceled. You guys are. Canceled. I don't care. Right Wait, what are we getting canceled for? <laughs> Saying Smash Bros is bad. You, Fuck you that can't... game. Everyone that plays that game is dumber than anyone else I've ever met. Wow, you don't. All... You just lost so many listeners. They like, all. The new every one of those agenda listener and the Super Smash Brothers tournament yeah. Venn diagram is one circle. I don't want yeah. those fucking anime. Here. I don't want those fucking anime club attending GameCube controller toting bastards listening to this fucking podcast anyway. And yeah, you can print. It, wow. it. I'm not even cutting this out. I'm slicing that part of my audience clean off. This okay? is going to be Patreon exit surveys. Patreon exit yeah. survey. Just <laughs> up. Oh, what but happened? What happened? I loved Kirk until he said he didn't like uh, melee, and now I'm I'm out. I'm way. No, out. it it absolutely is one of those things where it was so big in my friend group for so long. Like literally, we were in college, roommates together, and they're playing this fucking game still somehow from middle school to now and i was so bad at it the whole time that i have like a major resentment to it but i'm looking so i'm looking now at the soundtrack for skate 2 holy fuck whoa they they were all uh, protect your necks in here we've got fucking we got we got a thank you for letting me be myself again by sly and the family stone in here we got uptown top ranking in here we got a black sabbath song in here we've got an electric light orchestra song in here we've got fucking rage against the machine in here Uh, we got made you look by nas rock the bells by ll cool j they were they were fucking going off and like and, and what i really adore about that game soundtrack is is you it only plays if you're at a skate park or somewhere where people would be playing music and like that to me does what tony hawk's pro skater did and makes it so it owns those songs because with thps 2 3 and all the rest of those games you know they're just playing they're just they're just playing it's, it's like you have headphones in or something but in the skate series like you encounter the songs you go somewhere and the songs are playing you, you show up at a skate park like you would in real life and it's like oh made you look by nas yo i love this song and like that that to me is in its own way like a very genius way of creating that that identity and and that song and that fuse so i'm guess i gotta ask then is uh john were you just like did the skate series arrive and you were like whoa you know i, I don't know can't, I can't do this. I've never, I've never played a second of skate in my life. No fucking kidding, man. Yeah. It was like really. I was like growing up as well. Like I was a hardcore Nintendo apologist. That's why I played Tony Hawk on N sixty four. Like when PlayStation came out, it was a console war for me personally. I was just like, I'm, ne- I'm a Nintendo guy. I've always had Nintendo. I'm not getting any other systems. I only broke down and I didn't get a PlayStation until three and it was only because of sports games and it was only because sports games were so bad on the Wii and I was such a big like FIFA guy in particular. I liked NHL too, but FIFA was the big one where it was just like, man, I can't. I cannot play FIFA on Wii. I am not going to be waving my controller around to kick a soccer ball. So that's when I finally broke down. But Tony Hawk to skate was a similar thing. It was just like, I am a Tony Hawk guy. I've always played Tony Hawk and I'm sure skates amazing. Like I have nothing. It's, it's not a, I have nothing against it. I know so many people who love it and say what you say, Kirk, that it's better than Tony Hawk. And that's fine. Like if maybe it is, I don't know, but I think the chances of me playing it might be, pretty low. I might, I might never play it just because I think too, part of it is that 
I'm so good at Tony Hawk that it would be very frustrating to be bad at skate. It would, it would, it would be unpleasant for you to sit down with me and get your ass whooped in skate two, like oh, just yeah. destroyed. You, you had him, and it would be very unpleasant to sit down with me. <laughs> You've never been so fired. This is it. Say goodbye to grandfather, everybody. Not doing this shit anymore. Jay. Then Jay is the only two skate representatives in the building. What do you think of the series as like comparison? I mean, I don't like comparing the two because it's just such a different experience. Uh, Coward. And and because because skate owes everything to the success of the Tony Hawk games. Truly. There's no point in playing skate if you didn't like Tony Hawk. Um, There's just not a reason for you to do it. Like, I think the thing that drew me to skate in the first place was people telling me how hard it was. And I was like, yeah, all right, like, let me see how insanely difficult this is compared to Tony Hawk. And it is, it's completely different mindset, different. You don't cook up the same lines in your brain that you do playing Tony Hawk that you do in skate, you know, Uh, but in Tony Hawk, you don't, you don't play at like one staircase for 30 minutes the way that you do in skate. And that was something that always bugged the fuck out of me about the Tony Hawk games. Like I remember playing Tony Hawk 2 and never trying to like never Ollie because I thought I wanted it to be more realistic. Like mm. I, it was actually annoying to me that you could go and do every trick in the world. So to have a game like this where literally doing like a board slide and and a kickflip is like a huge accomplishment. Or you're just yeah. or or not like not like you're grinding over a helicopter, like you're just tackling one rail over and over and over again. Like that gets so close. If I wanted to suck at skating for five hours, I'd just live my life. And you and, <laughs> and you do, Cran. You live your life. You really do. But it's it makes you feel like you're good at it makes you actually feel like you're good at skateboarding, not good at Tony Hawk. You actually fe- get that right. feeling like I'm good at skateboarding. Well, Tony Hawk added that mode too, right? Like they added the sim mode where you couldn't jump as high. The board wouldn't flip as fast. And I'm sure, I don't know who that was for. I don't think people were like rushing to turn that cheat off. Yeah, I was going to ask like, did you the game way worse? I was going to ask like, are you a top ranked Tony Hawk's project eight player? (laughs) Are you like the greatest project player in the world? Tony Hawk's Project 8 is so <laughs> difficult to play. <laughs> it's because, like, because that was the first post-skate game, right? Like, yeah, they got yeah. scared. They got shook. They're like, oh, fuck, we got to change this up. And it's not play. It's it. I mean, you can play it, but it's not. Uh, Doesn't it's click. A, no, yeah, it's a it's a tough. It's a tough time to uh, Project 8. It's a tough time. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand all of that. Like, I and I get the, I, I, I think, EA EA makes skate right I think it was like a very perfect thing because I think Tony Hawk sort of broke the door down for extreme sports games and I think shone a light on skate culture that skaters really really embraced you know And, and Tony Hawk himself I think did right by getting all these skaters paid and it became this big thing and I you know and I totally love that about about the series and, and then I think skate also got a perfect niche, a, a perfect time period where there were the, the momentum that Tony Hawk had originally, where it was just like, wow, we can play a skateboarding game. This is crazy. Had sort of turned to the cool skaters being like, oh, Tony Hawk is not even, it sucks. Cause it's not 
like what I do at the skate park. It's not like a pro skate video. And I think EA was so smart to be like, that's actually a niche. Like that is a niche we can fill of people who want to feel like I'm actually on the board trying to do these really hard tricks, just like you see in the videos. Like it was such an interesting counterbalance to what Tony Hawk did. And, and I think it's really kind of sweet that they both sort of are critically acclaimed in their own ways. And, and they both have their own place in the sort of extreme sports genre. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but the, and the other opportunity though, was also that the Tony Hawk series was now so gone that you could like string together combos, not just by getting off your board, but by like spray painting things on walls. Like those were, those kept the combo going like, what are we doing here? What game, what are we actually like? We, we are way past skateboarding. Skateboarding is very conceptual at this point. Uh, And then it also, I mean, the thing I'm also starting to notice here, and if someone's, you gotta, someone's gotta tell me if like underground Two actually also covered this base, but I'm looking here and it's like the addition to reggae into the soundtrack also feels very distinct, especially when you just think about like it's soundtracking, like kind of that eternal summer hot pavement sort of feeling like that's yeah, also a big part one of it. had it. Um, there's like a couple of reggae dub songs in Tony Hawk, like way before skate one, but they're not but, prominent in the way that like skate one. Uh, it's, I feel like bam, bam by sister. Nancy I've been is dying like, to say, yeah, it. I think that's like, the song in the same way that uh gorilla radio or ace of spades or tnt is the song for like the hero song for the yeah game is that and, you and get it, to bam bam by sister nancy and it, it is one. for the most like, part now yeah a classic like a song that's sort of like most people that are cool knows but that was absolutely the first time i'd ever heard it yeah, I feel like I'd heard a sample, but not the real song. And it hit, and when you, and it is one of those songs like Gorilla Radio that is so like triumphantly great that somehow, even if you are like the whitest child in Naperville, the suburb of Illinois, it hits you hard. Like you're still just like, whoa, like, what is this? So those soundtracks, yeah. but I, I did, and I went through the soundtrack for the first skate game too. And it's, it's another one of those just absolutely all killer, no filler soundtracks like, uh, Hip Hop by Dead Prez, Queen Bitch by David Bowie, Surrender by Cheap Trick, The Funeral by Band of Horses. They made that yeah. work. They made the fucking funeral by Band well, of Horses. In, uh, that's in, yeah, right. Is it not? Or is it in, it's in one of the other like big skate oh, videos of the time. Yeah. So like there's, that's why they have like such wild pulls in there. Like Bam Bam is from uh, Uprising. It's an old Santa Cruz video. They also mostly ditch skate punk, which I, as someone that has always thought skate punk sucked, I'm like pretty down with that. Like I would rather hear Hustlin' by Rick Ross than fucking skate punk. Well, at that point in my life, definitely. I don't know. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the old skate punk. So I think Tony Hawk was so good at picking the right skate punk too. Like I was never a fan. Like, you're not going to catch me listening to the dead Kennedys or Millen calling her lag wagon or any, like I was never listening to those songs outside the Tony Hawk games, suicide machines, all those, but, but like inside the Tony Hawk game, I fucking love those songs. I mean, it, it's like, there is just something about it that clicks and they were so smart to pick the, I, I think they picked the right ones, you know, where they, they didn't get too esoteric with the skate punk. They never went, Oh, we got to shout out the old heads of skate punk or there wasn't a ton of that stuff. It was really like cherry picking. I think the right things that 
that came across as, as palatable for the mainstream, uh, you know, the mainstream white guy as, as, as you know, you were alluding to Kirk. Cause even, cause even like personally speaking, May 16th by Lagwagon is all the skate punk I'll ever need in my life. Like I'm good. Just like Superman by Goldfinger. Don't need, I don't need any more ska. We're good. We're good here. Speaking of which though, speaking of which that's another song that was in skate two was ghost town by the specials. There was another just like 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. gold star, five star, banger that was just small enough that it could eat that one that it could absorb that and it could be another one that was a big part of like where how you came up on on certain music so but i'm glad we can all agree that skate 2 is the greatest skateboarding game in history isn't that fun uh, um, clearly somebody's ever played skatebird i've definitely you know what that's a good question did anyone else in here have like grind session or any of the other knockoff games i had matt hoffman's bmx i had that before i had a tony hawk game Terrible, I, terrible fucking game. Man, yeah, that game sucks. Oh, really the, uh, there's the Dave Mira Pro BMX or whatever, Freestyle BMX, whatever it is. Um, I had those on PlayStation 1 and 2, and the PS1 version of that game plays one song over and over again on every single level. What? And I was not good enough at the game to get past the first level. So I've heard... Uh, what is it it's fucking what i got by sublime oh. maybe 1500 more times than the average person has wait a minute wait it loops one song one song you can unlock more songs as you go on but you have to unlock them and then you can start hearing them on oh. subsequent levels. that makes so much sense idea. that makes so much sense because yeah. i remember having that game and the yeah. only song that I have associated with that memory is what I've got by Sublime. Yeah, because it's the only one you've ever heard on that fucking game. Oh, that is horrible. Wait, which yeah. game is this? Is it Matt Hoffman? This is, no, it is Dave, Dave Mira. Mira. Dave Mira. BMX One. I yeah. need to look this up because I remember. Maybe more than one. Yeah, two is actually really good. Two has like some of the best. I was mostly a uh, I was mostly a BMX triple X kind of guy. Um, were you? Just were no. you? No, were <laughs> you? No, I was. I just want to say. I just want to say. Fuck your suit, Larry Gang. Rise up. I just want to say the the developers of <laughs> Dave Mira Freestyle BMX can go fuck themselves because they could have put every song in there right away, and I would have heard "Be Quiet" and "Drive" far away yeah. when I was like eleven. So fuck them for that. And loose by Primer 55, because that's what was tripping me out is I was like, you know, for my account, I like post stuff like video game soundtracks. I post stuff and I, I went to this game and I looked at these songs. I was like, I, I don't I don't remember any of these songs in this game. Like This is crazy. Like the only song I can remember from this game is what I got by Sublime. And now you have solved that mystery. You're like, well, unless you could beat that broken jank ass game, it was the yeah. only song you heard. And that first level is like, hard as fuck it is not a easy game the sauce like Neversoft had the sauce and and none of these other fucking skateboarder games and they did wakeboarding they did snowboarding they did bmx they did rollerblading sean white had a snowboarding game right sean white had a fucking snowboarding game none of it worked the Sean White Kelly game. Slater's Pro Surfing. Yeah, that was the, yeah, the that worst was, one. Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer was fucking terrible because it was like the waves were supposed to be the half pipe or or like the quarter pipe, but the graphics weren't good enough to sort of illustrate which waves you could actually get air off of. And then I think you could also grind the waves, which just like in, you know, yeah. just like sort of conceptual... <laughs> 
it's like them realizing like we have no other mechanic. You can't go wherever you yeah, want. You can't totally. you can't skate wherever you want. You've only got this one surf, so maybe you can grind the fucking wave. Oh, it was it was brutal. And I one thing I will say though is I I think it's 3 where Kelly Slater is an unlockable character in Tony Hawk. And I respect that they did not make the hitbox of the surfboard the same as the skateboard. Like, I love that it is nearly impossible to play as Kelly Slater because the hitbox of the surfboard is like five times the size. If you do any flip trick that's not a kickflip or a heel flip, you're done. You are falling. If you're if you're trying to do it in the midst of like a combo. What's so I, crazy? You're run. I, that part of it, I do very much respect. <laughs> What's so crazy? about game development that is almost extinct now is that at least in modern games you got good games you got bad games but both of those types of games are going to be playable i don't think kids understand that in the olden days major companies would put out video games that were completely broken right away just totally unplayable games like you have to imagine that whoever made the kelly slater games were playing at final beta test before it goes out like well this is just terrible <laughs> well uh, but it was out of money, the money. Plate, so yeah we're out of money <laughs> My cousins in Florida had it. They had that. They had the competitor game Trans World Snow or Trans World Surfing. And they didn't. Which, no, none of them are good. No, you no, know what? It's just like the one game I need to actually put some time into revisiting because both I remember it being good and it got really good reviews. Was aggressive in line. I played the wheels off of that game. Aggressive in line is good. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely good. It takes a second because it is it 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 feels like it should be the same as Tony Hawk, but it's not. Like the mechanics are actually quite different. So I need to get back into it. But that impact memory for me, of course, is uh crawling in the dark by Hoobastank, which is always gonna yeah. put a little bit of rollerblading into my brain. Which is that is kind of a rollerblading song. So I mean yeah, it's a there's no song. more perfect rollerblading band than Hoobastank. Totally. Yeah. I, I respect that. And I, I will say I want to shout out. If we're talking skateboarding games, and this is a modern game, but I played the absolute shit out of it over the last year. Ollie Ollie World uh, is oh, I incredibly good. Um, th there's there's an original one. I can't remember what it's called, um, but the new one is called Ollie Ollie World. And it's it's not, I mean, it's a skateboarding game in name. It's basically a runner, but it's like, it is so good. And I do genuinely think being good at Tony Hawk in a weird way made me sort of like preternaturally good at Ollie Ollie World, even though the controls are so different. Um, it's like ollieing is done by flicking the left stick and then the tricks are done by manipulating the right stick. You don't even push buttons. The only button you push is to make yourself go faster. Uh, so it's like, it's not a button pushing game, but there is just something about it. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved the world, the colors, the level design. Uh, it's a brilliant game. So if you're it listening has, to and this, it has a like, good soundtrack, right? I remember it does. A pretty it's got good like soundtrack. a chill. It's like a chill wave soundtrack, but it kind of fits the fits the vibe of the game. And um, yeah, it's really, really good. So if you're out there sort of jonesing for a skateboarding or a skateboarding adjacent game, uh, that's where I would, uh, I, I would, I would give Ollie Ollie world a spin. It's, it's very, very good. And you'll beat it pretty quick, but it'll be worth like the pretty quickness. Like you'll be into it. It's not that quick. If you go for all the extreme challenges and then you do the DLC, I would say I probably put at least 30 or 40 hours into oh, it. Oh, here we go, guys. The top ranked Ollie Ollie world player. <laughs> it's here to tell us what for 
I'm not, I'm a, not a top ranked Ollie Ollie world player. Oh, you were making a face like you were about to be like top 10, top 10. No, it, it was it was funny because Ollie Ollie World does have an online mode and I did not play it until I finished the game. And then I went to the online world where it's just it's just like one strip of a level and you try to create the highest score possible. And then if you're in the top two scores, I think you move up a level. And so I was just shredding. And I was like, oh man, maybe I am also insanely good at Ollie Ollie World. And then by the time I got up to like the I think Diamond is the top level, I was nowhere near like there are so many people who are way, way better at it than me. So no, I'm not a I, I'll okay. stick with I'll stick with Tony Hawk, the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Aw. That's a great new metal reference. Uh we should be winding this one down, but um I do want to ask our very guest, John, what would you rather be the greatest? Tony Hawk player in history or the greatest curler in history? Oh, the greatest curler in history for sure. But unfortunately the ship has already sailed on that one. My career is over. So. No oh, did you commit a, did you commit a big infraction? Like, didn't you punch out a ref or something? Uh, yeah. They, they, for, they, I went to jail. No, I just, I, re, I retired. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I went to curling prison. They have a, a lot of people don't know this, but it's like a ship. They have a brig in a, in the yeah, curling club. And they, uh, it's underneath the ice. So they, they dragged me down to the brig and they threw me in. It's really nice. There's like a ball. I honestly on. thought, John, you were going to say that ship has sailed because that title belongs to Johan Anders. <laughs> Johan Anders. <Yeah. laughs> Who? Who's going to deny the great Johan? Yeah, no one can deny him. No, it's uh, who is the greatest of all time? It's a great question. There's a few, there's a few names in the mix. Who is the Tony Hawk of curling? You know? Kevin Martin is the Tony Hawk of curling, I would say. I almost Googled the greatest curler of all time and then decided I'm going to leave that door closed. There's some things that I don't want to know. Kevin Martin's pro curler. Let's go. Kevin Martin. I would Kevin love Martin's pro curler. <laughs> I would love a Kevin Martin's pro curler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. That would be so cool. radio. Now I'm, I'm kind of into the idea. They, that, was, that was a real fumble. It would have worked well in one country, but man, we've been brushing around listening to default and three days grace it would have been it would have been really good for that one country having your own pro curler game <laughs> yep we'd have loved it there's a fucking curling video game right uh there's been different attempts over the years there were a couple like um there were a couple decent pc ones back like way back in the day you know like early aughts um and then it's been in a few of the sort of like Mario and Sonic Olympic games or whatever. They'll have the option of, of, you know, curling is one of the sports, uh, but they did just come out with one. It was a co-production with the Japanese curling association actually. And it's called let's play curling. And I haven't tried it yet, but apparently it's, it's pretty decent. So I might have to uh, give it a run here in the next, uh, in the next little while, but yeah, they've never really, they've never quite captured the essence of curling in a video game. I wouldn't say. I really want this curling game with its intro, like big flashy intro and like Gorilla Radio's playing and it's got like John in it doing like an action throw or something. It's like, blah, John Cullen. And his name's I would love that. There. I would love that. What would me. your stats be? Would you have the best like sweep? What would the stats even be? Sweep, push, skate? Well, it'd be, so you'd have in curling, there's a couple different, uh, there's a couple different shots. You've got your draw shot. You've got your hit. 
you've got your quiet weight hit or what we call a finesse shot. So you'd probably be three different shot levels. Then, yeah, I think you'd have sweeping power and then it would depend on how much like they wanted to get into the delivery. Like maybe they make it so that there's like a balance stat. So early on in the game, your part of it is that you got a balance in your delivery or something like that. Um, yeah. And then there, there'd probably be some sort of like, uh, mental, like strategy stat or something like that. Uh, mental, mental strategy stat. That's the most Canadian create a character ass stat. Well, I, I was going to ever come up separate with an idea. I mean, I mental strategy, but <laughs> listen, like, no, dude, if you want to, if you want to win the game correctly, you got to max out politeness, like right away. Yeah. That really gets you in. A, politeness is a big one for sure. Yeah. That's definitely a politeness. That, that's a good stat. That would be like, it would affect your ability to get matchups against other teams and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's room for a politeness stat. Actually putting this together. Oh, Canada. So, you know, we do. So now at the end of every episode, we do this thing. We come up with a challenge and then people vote on it later for who <laughs> won the challenge. It's our idea. I came up with it. You know, I can say what I want. Um, now, if we did, though, if we were to play Tony Hawk against each other, what order would we come up in in, in ranking? John wins, whatever. Who, I'm, who not a, I'm not a good points accumulator, honestly. Like, I'm not like... There's kind of two different things you can be good at at Tony Hawk. There's speed running. And then there's the, like, I can whip off a 50 million point combo or whatever. And I am not a good points accumulator. So if we were playing points accumulation, I, I don't think I would necessarily win. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say speed running. I would certainly win. Jay, are you like, you think you could give John a run for his money? You know what? Probably not full run for the money, but there might be like a moment where, it looks like it's possible. It's like if Jay can actually, it depends on if the game has reverts and manuals in it, I'm up there. I promise you. But if we're, if we're playing like old Tony Hawk two with no reverts, I'm smoked. You're one of those fucking guys where the timer's at zero and I'm just standing there with my board and you're still going. Yeah. If you're not, then like you're not playing the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just racking up the points. Like you're just dunking on my whole fucking life. Like I'm this timers at zero and you're still going around. I'm not going to, I don't take my foot off the gas. You know, it's not, I don't have the Canadian politeness stat. I haven't maxed that out. You want to, you want to blow out match. Like you want it to be like, don't ever try. Don't ever try no, again. No, but if I'm in a groove, I'm not stopping just because you stopped. That did happen to me once with a friend. We were playing the remake together versus each other's video of this where I was like, I had him on the ropes. I was beating him real bad. And it kind of ran, a timer ran out. I put my board up. I was like, good game. And I just looked over at his side of the screen and noticed he was like grinding and his point combo was like 60,000 times 50. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God. Like, that's why I was beating him. Cause he was just racking up the one combo yep. for the whole oh, yeah. back that's, half. That's the best part yeah. of graffiti. I was like, oh! sure. it, it, if you're playing graffiti and you, and, and yeah, one guy is playing graffiti properly and you're not, uh, it's a great way to be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm winning like 30, nothing. This is insane. <laughs> it sucks. Cause finish I, the combo and then it's like, oh fuck. But it sucks yeah. Cause I was feeling myself. I was like, I was like, all right, well, good game and then he lands it i would say in, in horse i would i would say in horse i'm probably 
as good as most people like that are good at the game. Like if it was a two minute most points thing, I'm, I'm probably not that great, but if it was a horse type thing, I would say Jay and I, it sounds like would probably be pretty close. Uh, and I, I would favor, I would favor myself to beat most people in a, in a game of horse on Tony Hawk. But yeah, the speed running is more my, more my thing. I would say. Grant, I know you're more, I'm a, I'm a really good horse player. Actually. I would you, do you think, ah, I'd come in fourth. I'm bad at competitive games, like competitive games for me. I'm historically trash skate too. skate is one of the only games where I could give my friends a whooping. Like that's it. So I, I, I think I would, I gotta say, I think I would come in fourth, which would feel great for you guys to take me down a fucking peg. Cause life's creeping up and, 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 and someone well, just in the hospital, actually, I was humbled. It didn't work as you can tell, but, but life's life's shown me up. So anyway, with that weird ass conclusion, I've been holiday Kirk with the new model agenda. I'd really like to thank our guests, uh, John and Jay for making it out. Jay, thank you for calling in from what looks like New York. It is Brooklyn, baby, Brooklyn, baby. And I'd like to thank yeah. John for calling in from, I don't know, Saskatchewan. Vancouver, British Columbia. Is, that, is Saskatchewan a place in Canada? Certainly, yep. <laughs> I'm looking at a Guns N' Roses tour poster right now where they played Saskatchewan, so yes. Uh, and it says Canada yeah. right there? Uh, Are they playing Saskatoon or Regina? It or- says Regina, Saskatchewan, yeah. It's right before Edmonton. What a yeah. mythical land. That makes and, sense. Uh, yeah, they probably, they're probably doing Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, I would imagine. It was 2017. It was it was Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Regina, and Edmonton, and then Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, they skipped Calgary. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, of course Canada, they did. Fuck Calgary. To it. Oh, okay. Uh, touring <laughs> Canada is uh, is crazy. Like, because Canada only has like six major cities, and they're all uh, at least ten hours apart. So, like, touring the country is mental. It's like if you started in in Montreal. So you'd go probably Montreal, like if you're a big, big band, you'd skip Ottawa. So you'd go Montreal to Toronto, which is only four hours, which is fine. Then Toronto to Winnipeg is about 24 hours. So you're already in day three of the tour driving for 24 hours. Then Winnipeg, usually you skip Saskatchewan. But if you're stopping in Saskatchewan, Winnipeg to Regina, about another eight to 10 hours. Then you've got Regina to Edmonton would be another 10. Then Edmonton to Calgary, about three. And then Calgary to Vancouver is another like 11 or 12. So you're just, so there's not, there's nothing like touring the U S where it's like, well, yeah, we do about three hours of driving in between each city. And then the odd time we got to do about eight hours, but that's the max. Like it's, yeah, Canada is a dire, a dire place to tour. That's for sure. (laughs) So I guess we should delay the road trip episode, huh? Yeah. you heard it here bands don't tour canada don't tour canada we're certainly not i've been holiday kirk with the new metal agenda thank you guys all so much for coming out and remember always be bugging everyone you know about this genre be listening to it and uh i even have a patreon if you want to get super involved so peace out good night <laughs>